Very good morning to all of you. This is Shweta Gandhi signing in again from Osses Group, and I'm a verbal trainer here. Well, uh, I'm back here just to give you the intensive or uh, the detailed idea about IELTS speaking part three. Well, many of the students, you know, they are facing dilemma in IELTS exam, what to do, what not to do. But when you talking, when you need to go to the individual modules to solve each your query related to your IELTS exam. Talking about this, today's particularly, we are focusing on speaking section. In the speaking part, we need to understand the part three section, the third part of your speaking module. Speaking particularly, you know, it's a, uh, we have to deep dive into that. If you're not deep diving into that, you're not able to find the nitty gritty of the particular context. So speaking is the number one thing. Uh, you are into dilemma. What, why I'm not able to speak? What is the particular thing I should focus on? Because you know, you're fumbling again and again. And if you're fumbling, you think that you have either lack of thoughts or lack of vocabulary. So particularly, I am today going to take you to the whole process of the speaking, specifically part three. Part three is all about the detailed, you know, you need to give the detailed answers to the examiner. Now, let's begin and uh, just have the query. If you have the queries related to speaking part three or any uh, questions related to IELTS exam, we have your question answer box do ask your questions in the particular uh, part and if you have any queries just do post your comments in the question answer box i'm here to solve your query okay moreover i want to tell you that uh, we ielts we have also our online portal that's called ielts tutorials we have free question papers practice papers there if you want to uh, go ahead with the practice sets if you want to have it. Uh, no, it's free. It's particularly if I'm going to take you to the IELTS online tutorials, it means in this particularly February, we are offering you the discount offers on that also. And you need to sign in with the promo code that is called FAB20. Okay. So if you want to practice more, just open that, just go and deep dive into that also so that it will be beneficial to have your more practice into that. Okay. Let's start with the today's webinar. Today's webinar, the whole protocol is the speaking section in which extensively or intensively, I am going to take you to the part three round, that is speaking part three. As you know, we have three parts in the speaking section. The part one round is the introduction round in which uh, examiner will ask you basic questions related to your likes, your dislikes, your hobbies, and uh, do you cook? Do you, what do you do in a weekend? Was a plan uh, for your next weekend? What did you do in your last weekend, etc.? And these are the basic questions in which examiner wants to break the eyes with you. They want you to be very comfortable on chair. Okay, but when it, it comes to part two, it is cue card in which you have one minute to prepare for the cue card with the three questions of the topic, and then you need to speak continuously related to that. 
So that is cue card. But what is speaking part three? Speaking part three is all about you need to give detailed answers of the further questions they are asking about related to the topic cue card. For example, if I'm saying like my topic is uh, of the cue card is give uh, describe a story or tell describe a, a moment or describe a travel you have you had recently. Now the travel is suppose uh, I had my travel uh, to Goa. So that means I have I had described everything about that thing. But in my discussion round, in my follow up round, they are asking me about the traveling part. So this is what the uh, speaking part three is all about. They will ask you further questions related to the cue cards. Okay, so let's start with the today's webinar, which is particularly focusing on speaking part three, in which you need to understand that there is a basic difference between the part one and part three. The part one is particularly the small answers we can give around two to three to four line answers in the speaking part uh, one. But in the speaking part three, we need to focus on particularly at least we have to give uh, around five to six line answers to the question because there they need they expect something. Uh, uh, from you because they want your opinion, they want your judgment, they want your assessment. So this is the whole nitty gritty I have told you. Now I'm going uh, to let you to the journey of IELTS speaking, particularly part three module. Okay, let's begin. So this is, we are going to have speaking part three, follow up questions or counter questions. That is also called counter questions because examiners are asking you the further questions related to the cue cards. Next. Okay, this is again our promo code Feb20. If you want to go with the uh, with the practice test, IELTS tutorials, we are here to help you out. If you want to sign in with the pra more practice test, just have the uh, Feb20 promo code. We, you will be getting twenty percent discount on that. Okay, let's move to the first part. That means the speaking component. What is speaking component all about? The test format is eleven to fourteen minutes. It is one to one interview. It is recorded and it is it consists of three parts. So the whole speaking module is actually you're going with the 11 to 14 minutes process. It is one to one interview means the examiner is in front of you and uh, he is going to ask you various questions related to particular topics and the whole the whole talk is going to be recorded there because other two examiners will also be there to listen to your things and they will uh, check and they will assess you. Okay. And the whole speaking part is uh, consists of three parts. Part one is four to five minutes, means they are asking you introduction and interview. Part two is cue cards. They'll give you a topic and three questions related to that topic. Now you have one minute to solve that cue cards and in two minutes you have to continuously speak related to that particular cue card. Part three is all about the discussion round based on cue cards. So three to five minutes, they'll ask you further questions related to that. Let's begin with a glance. Well, let's have a glance on speaking test three. Now, particularly if I'm going to talk about speaking test three, part three, it is a two-way discussion, follow-up questions and detailed discussion. Now, it is all about you need to have the, no, you need to give the abstract answers. You need to give the detailed answers in that. Because, you know, IELTS is all about, you have, you have different sections. You can see in listening also, you can see in reading also, you can see in speaking also. But it is, it is understood that as you move on, the level of difficulty increases. 
the level of difficulty increases means the part three round means or the section three of any of the thing or the section four of any of the modules you'll find that you will face a little bit a little, little bit difficulty in that so similarly for the speaking as you move to part three examiners do not want your short answers they want they want your opinion they want your judgment and they want your detailed discussion okay and the questions are about four to seven and mostly they are based on the cue card topics and the total time limit we can say around four to six minutes okay now Let's start first with the band descriptors of the speaking because you should understand that uh, speaking band descriptors are basically, you know, you need to understand the thing that on, in, on what basis examiners will give you the bands, examiners give you the assessment. What is the assessment criteria for the speaking? So first, in speaking, I have mentioned here six to nine bands criteria. The sixth band is all about when you are able to convey your thoughts to, to the examiner. But in seven bands, you are speaking at length, you're adding some good vocabs with good grammar, with the complex structures, you'll get seven. In eight, the range will become not broader. You are using your English flexible without fumbling, vocabulary resources are very perfect little grammar mistakes that will be okay with because you know of course we are not native speakers the grammar mistakes sometimes rare grammar mistakes are negligible the nine bands if you're using it you know without slip of tongue it's all about your flawlessly or speaking and speaking and speaking then you'll be getting nine bands okay so let's discuss for five minutes what is the basic difference between six seven eight and nine but before that you should understand that overall we have hundred percent for our uh, for our assessment now hundred percent basically they're dividing this hundred percent to the in four particular sections number one fluency and coherence number two lexical resource number three grammatical range and accuracy number four pronunciation 25 percent uh, marks or 25 percent band scores are distributed particularly is distributed particularly in the in, in these four sections so fluency and coherence what is this and specifically what is coherence coherence is nothing but the logical connectivity of the thoughts to the examiner with the examiners i can say for example if, if whatever i'm telling if it is easily you know you are understanding it easily what i am uh, telling to you and uh, if you are you know comprehending it properly so that means we have a good coherence so coherence is nothing but the logical connectivity of thoughts and if you have good logical connection then automatically you will be having good fluency so fluency and coherence itself taking the 25% uh, mark now, the important thing is that you know, many students are going with the problem of mm, uh, uh, uh. so here you're lacking in your coherence, your fluency is getting disturbed and that is why your band scores, you know, they are actually moved to, they're shifting to the uh, declivity. So please be aware that if you are going to speak in front of the examiner, fluency and fluency is important. And if you have fluency, you automatically have in the coherence. See, natural fumbling is okay. Natural mm, uh, is okay, sometimes rare. But in each and every question, if you're repeating the same thing, it is actually a problem because you're not able to speak properly. Examiner understands like this. 
So be aware with this uh, section that fluency and coherence. Lexical resource means you should have good uh, lexical uh, vocabulary resource. See, in essay, we generally tell you not to uh, not to use idioms and phrases. Do not add uh, idioms, phrases. Do not add phrasal verbs. But in speaking, lexical resource means you need to add idioms. You need to add verbal uh, phrases, vocabulary phrases. So that you now sounds better. That mean that uh, makes a charismatic effect in front of the examiner. Okay. So uh, lexical resource is very important for you. Grammatical range and accuracy. Now, grammatical range and accuracy means it, it is not about that you are making mistakes in grammar. It is not only this. Grammatical range means you need to speak your sentences in around three to four types of different sentences. Means you need to use simple sentence, you need to add complex sentence, you need to add compound sentence. So there are various things you need to understand that grammatical range is also important if you want more than six months. Then next is the pronunciation. Pronunciation is basically your uh, way of speaking words. Are you speaking it, it at a good note? Are you speaking it like that only? Now, some people say like, it is sad. It is sad that. No, it is said that. So the pronunciation is also very important. If you have good pronunciation, examiners will give you bans on this also. So the differences, just we are going to look at the difference between the six bands and eight bands. Let's look. If I'm talking about the fluency and coherence, it is all about, it is willing to speak at length. Now, what is fluency? Fluency is uh, particularly if students are uh, speaking at length, though may lose coherence at times due to occasional repetition, self-correction or hesitation. So if you are repeating your thoughts, if you are repeating your ideas, and if you are repeating the things, uh, sometimes you are doing your self-corrections. This is also where you are not, uh, or I can say the examiner is not satisfied with your speaking part. So that is the thing. You should be, you should avoid your fumbling. Uses a range of connectives and discourse markers, but not always appropriate. You know, you are using a range of connectors. But if you are not adding it to the appropriate position, you are not getting a good thing because the connectivity is not. For example, if you if you want if you are using similarly, okay. But at that moment, actually the contracting uh, we can say the contrasting connector is must be there. But you are using similarly. It means you are using it inappropriately. So you are losing bands. Then come to the seven bands. Speak at length without noticeable efforts and loss of coherence. Okay, you are speaking, but you are not fumbling uh, more. Okay, then eight bands speak fluently with only occasional repetition or self-correction. Hesitation is usually content-related and only rare to search for language. Okay, so you are quite fluent. You are quite going a flow. You, are, you know, you are just. If I'm asking you the question, you are just giving me the answer without any hesitation. That means you have good fluency and you have good coherence. So try to make your fluency at a par level. And for this, you need to do mirror practice. If you are doing mirror practice in front of the mirror, you need to speak about any of the product. Take any of the product of your room and just start speaking for that for one minute. This is also called prop round. If you're playing prop round with yourself, like if you're taking any product and just start speaking in front of the mirror, and just record the things also. This will also help you to improve your fluency. Lexical resource. 
If you are moving for six bands, has a wide enough vocabulary to discuss topics at length, make meanings clear in spite of inappropriate. These general paraphrases successful. Now, in speaking also, it is very important to paraphrase the question. Whenever the examiner is asking you questions, do paraphrase the question first and directly start your and do not directly start your answer. First, paraphrase the question and then start your answer. In seven bands, uses vocabulary resources flexibly to discuss a variety of topics and paraphrase effectively, less common and idiomatic vocabulary. Now, eight and nine bands, if you can see, there is mention that use, uses less common and idiomatic vocabulary skillfully with occasional inaccuracies and wide vocabulary resources readily. So if you're okay, see, vocabulary is not the constraint we are, where you are lagging. The important thing is if you are having your own words and if you're using it fluent, fluently, then also it is fine. Okay, so it is not that you need to put your efforts adding more vocabulary in your work in your brain and try to use like that only. No, if you are fluent with the vocabulary structure, then only you can add it. Otherwise, you can skip it. It's fine. But try if you want eight bands, if you want eight plus bands, if you want in fact seven plus bands, idiomatic expressions are very important. Okay. Then grammatical range. Grammatical range means, you know, you need to add a wide range of structures. Last time also I have discussed with you that if you are adding simple and complex sentences only, then you'll be getting six bands. If you're adding simple sentence, complex sentence, compound sentence, passive voice, with little bit grammar mistakes, you'll be getting seven. But if you are adding the sentences error free, you'll be getting eight. Talking about the pronunciation, pronunciation is very important. Like for example, in six bands, it's mentioned, uses a range of pronunciation features mixed with uh, some uh, like features with mixed compound sentence, shows some effective use of features, but does not sustain. So pronunciation is, you know, it does actually give you a good luck. If you're using a wide range of pronunciation features, if you're using words, you know, Sustains flexible use of features with any occasional lapses, easy to understood throughout the whole conversation. So it will give you good bands. Okay. So these are the bands descriptor students because you know you before starting this uh, whole webinar section, what to do, what not to do, the basic assessment criteria is very important to understand because if you do not know on on which basis, on what basis examiner is going to check you then you will not able to understand because this is the whole protocol you need to follow. Fluency, lexical, grammatical range and accuracy and pronunciation. Okay, let's move to the next part. Okay, what I tell generally to my students that please, if you are, you know, if you are at part three section, always try to follow this concept because this is the best concept to give you, to give your answers a length. See, if I'm telling you like, uh, what do you prefer? Uh, what do you think reading? Uh, do people read in your country? What do you think? Do people read in your country? Now, if you're starting your answer, uh, I don't know uh, regarding this or uh, maybe yes or maybe no. This is not the way to give answers at part three because part three is very crucial. You need to give your judgment. Because he is asking you, what do you think? So you need to get, well, according to me, or I think, or I believe, or I can see that, it seems to me, or as per my perspective, 
just change your things and you need to give your opinion also so opinion is not only i think and i believe but in speaking add some different words okay so first important thing is oreo concept you should follow in the speaking part 3 the first o is called opinion where the examiner of demands your opinion you need to give your opinion with a proper uttering of the words like for example like this is the same i told you like i believe i think according to me as per my perspective etc you can add a word a line but opinion is very important then whatever opinion is you are giving you need to explain it with a reason why you are giving opinion okay like for example what do you think do people read in your country do people have reading habits in your country well uh, according to me yes i believe that people do read because nowadays everybody is getting familiar with the surrounding world what's happening or what's not happening and what are the issues regarding our uh, globe so you know this is the part i have given my opinion that yes people do read according to me but now i have to explain it also as reason because why people have reading habit maybe they have uh, maybe they have uh, they want to get they want to get good knowledge about that they want to get information about that maybe they want to improve their english maybe they want to improve their vocabulary maybe they want to grab good amount of knowledge in them after reasoning your opinion you need to give example also okay so example is what you need to generate that example as based on your reason why why you think that the reading habit is important for example right and then at last you need to restate your opinion if you are restating your opinion you are firm that okay this is my opinion this is my answer with the reason and example and again i'm restating means the coherence is appropriate the coherence is uh, can you convey your coherence to the examiner in an appropriate manner so please follow this oreo concept it's very easy and it's very smooth to use okay the next come to the part that is after oreo now i am taking you to the type of questions what generally they ask you Uh, for example if i'm talking about like uh, uh, i have given you a cue card like describe a city you like the most okay describe a city you like the most what is that city uh, why do you like it and what are the places that fascinate you so much no particularly this is the cue card but when it comes to the section 3 they will ask you the same questions the discussion questions related to the city topic so for example is life different in cities compared to rural areas so here the question is about comparison then second type of question is given opinion so they will just change the question to the uh, another level how do you think life in big cities could be made easier how do you think how do you think means he is asking your opinion okay then third is imagine what do you think cities will be like in 50 years time so this is imagination means the projection of your thoughts that's leading to the future way so anticipation right so this is all about the three part the three type of question the common question that examiner ask you related to the part three and you will be very you know very much ready with these things because besides these things they will not ask you any other thing okay so first make sure that you are uh, you can compare easily make sure you can give your opinion easily and there, there are three different methods okay for these three question there are different different methods 
for example, how is life different in cities and compared to rural areas? You can please do not give directly the answers. Like for uh, for me, the city's life, well, the city life is this, and the rural life is this. Don't give this. First, what you need to do, it's basic. The best idea is first just you know explain how is city life, and then on the other hand, how the rural life. So this shows the comparison. Do not create a mess with your words. Do not create the things that you know exam get confused. Understand the thoughts, understand the words, understand the meaning, understand the question type that it is comparison. So compare one part, completely explain it, and then go to the next part, completely explain it. When he is asking you, how do you think in big cities should be made easy life uh, is easier? So you have to give your opinion, right? According to me, this is gonna happen like this. This will tell you, will tell you how you have to give your answer, okay? And the third part is imagine. So imagine like like you need to uh, think your, you need to progress your mind, you need to prepare your mind for the future way. So here you need to add modals also. Modals means may, might, could, would. Because if you are adding modals, you are adding your probability. It's not sure. You're adding probability. So always in the future condition, future projections, always have the modal, take the help of modals, okay? Okay, let's move to the type of answers we can give for the compare and contrast, or opinion, or imagination. Let's see. Like in my answers, I have underlined a few markers that show comparison opinions and future predictions. Let's see. If I am going to compare the things. So comparison is all about, you need to compare the two things, Let's start. How can you start it? Firstly, the cost of living. Okay, the question is, again, I'm telling you, the question is, how is life different in cities compared to rural areas? Okay, how is life different in cities compared to rural areas? Now, how can we go with? Firstly, okay, well, there are various differences between city, uh, city area and countryside. Talking about these things. Firstly, in cities, the cost of living is much higher Housing is much more expensive in cities compared to rural areas. Everything costs more. I think life in cities is more difficult. There are more people, so let's so there is more competition for jobs. So what I have here done, I have completed my whole thought process related to the one part. I haven't created any mess. I have completed my whole things to the first part. Then, Life is a lot of lot slower in rural areas. Everyone knows each other and there's a sense of community. I don't think rural areas experience the social problems that you find in cities like crime and homelessness. So now again, I have done, I mentioned the second part. So in this way, I have given my proper flow of thoughts. To, I have conveyed it properly to the examiner that I have first described the city side, then countryside. Do not go like that'll take one line of city, then, then rural, then city, then rural. It is creating a mess. Don't do this. The second part is the second question was, how do you think in big cities uh, could be made? How do you think life in big cities could be made easier? Let's see. How do you think? So the first answer you need to start with, in my opinion, cities need to be well planned. Good public transport can definitely make life easier because there are so many people and it can really it can be really stressful just to move around public areas like parks are also important because people need 
space to re relax and I think cities should be made into healthier places to live, to live and work. See, at last, particularly, I think cities should be made into. So I have given two times opinion. I have followed Oreo. Oh, that means opinion. Then I've given my reasons. Then I have taken my examples like public areas like parks are also important. And then finally, I restate my opinion. I think cities should be made into healthier places. So in this way, you have your thoughts. Then come to imagination. If the, if the person is imagining, I imagine cities will be less populated because, you know, I, I believe or I think or I imagine cities will be less polluted, sorry, polluted because we'll have electric cars. Okay, what is the question three? The question three was, let me give you the question third type. What do you think cities will be like in 50 years time? Now, 50 years time, see, I imagine cities will be less polluted because we'll have electric cars and better public transport. More people might work from home, so maybe cities won't be so busy. Then, for example, if you're finding that you are lacking with of uh, lacking in your words, lacking in your thoughts, then you can just contradicting this. But I think sometimes it happens like whatever you want to speak, you can just go with the flow. But I imagine is very important because he's asking your future projections, your future probabilities of thinking. So just start with the things like that. Okay. Then come to the next part. No, you, these are such words you can use with the speaking part three. That means, you know, when beginning with an opening, linking phrases, whenever you are starting your answers, start with this. Well, obviously, well, clearly, and please do not start your answers every time with well, 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 well. You can add uh, different words. You can add different things like, well, obviously, clearly I can say that. Sure, without doubt. Undoubtedly, yes. Unmistakably, yes. Unquestionably. So these are the words you need to begin with an opening link phrases, okay? Because, you know, when the examiner is asking a question, like, for example, what do you think internet is popular in your country? Oh, yes, obviously, unquestionably. So here you are giving her expressions also with the uses of these words, okay? And when you're going to give her the differences between the two things, or you are maybe making the comparison, there are a number of underlining differences here. You can start like that. There are a number of underlining differences between city area and rural life. The variety of possible differences, there are a range of potential distinctions here. So you can have if they if they want uh, to give if they want to make you to give answer, try to start your answers in this way because this will do not start it. Um, the differences are uh, similarities like you should give a proper paraphrase of the answers. Let's move to the next part. See, I have uh, made this thing for you. Like in, if you are introducing the part, uh, the first difference, if, see, well, there is a diff, uh, talk about the differences of the people living in city life or the rural area. When you're adding your first difference, like, however, I guess the most significant would be always try to add linkers in, with your sentences. So linkers help you to go ahead with all the things, okay? So introduce the first difference if you are adding like, however, I guess that the most significant would be that. Though I suppose the most obvious would be that, 
but I would say the most fundamental would be that. So fundamental, obvious, significant, these are the basic adjectives which adding you no know, feathers on your head if you're adding these because you know this is actually the cherry on the cake. If you're, see, there's a cake and if you're adding a cherry, you'll be finding it attractive. So if you're adding word, noun, noun is, of course, you need to add. But if you're adding it with more glow, with more adjectives, these are actually uh, giving the sentence the proper attention of the examiner. Oh, you're using adjective also. You're using adverb also. So adjective and adverb is also, or they are also playing a very important role. Okay. Then when you're starting that, I guess the most significant, I suppose, I would say, please use these words. Okay, and at last, especially, particularly, in fact, such as, for example, specifically, please uh, use these words. Use your first comparative linking structure. First comparative linking structure. If you are comparing, you have just you have just mentioned, like I guess, the most significant one is that. Whereas, on the other hand, on the contrary, thought quite the pose, though quite the posit. Okay. Develop the second part of the first reference, like especially, particularly again, after uh, you have developed the first part, and if you want to introduce it to the second, second part, then you have to add on the other hand and all. But if you want to add linkers also, so you can add moreover, in addition, as well as on top of this, moreover, after that. So please go with such linkers because they are also uh, giving you the proper sense of connectivity of your to, to uh, of you to the examiner. Okay, say there is another important difference. A second key distinction would be a subsequent contrast could be that a further discussion distinction might be that. So please, students, focus on it. Okay, so develop the first difference. Like use your first comparative linkers, whereas on the other hand, on the contrary. So it's like it's the same thing I have given you. The next part is predicting. Now, what if you are predicting, you are imagining opening linking phrases? Certainly, because you are not uh, so sure. But yes, you are saying that, of course, probably it's going like this. So certainly, I'm sure that most people would agree that there will be a number of major changes related to this. Okay, so certainly, I'm sure that in years to come, we will be a number of major changes related to this. I reckon that in the not so distant distant future will witness some major changes with regard to so students try to understand that i am if i'm reading here it's not because i just want to give you the answers i want to give i want to give you the idea the thought process how you need to go with how you need to convey your thoughts to the examiner with the proper uh, linking phrases okay introduce your first prediction initially i guess that we might begin to see to begin with, I would predict that we will most likely have primarily, primarily, see, initially, to begin with, I suppose, who knows, first of all, I would emphasize that. So please try to understand these words, okay? And if you want to note it down, you can also note it down. So students, if you have queries also, we have question answer box related to that. Please, if you want, if you have any query, just write the problem in the question answer box. I will be here to solving you, your doubts. Okay. Now, the next part is, let's move to the next part. Now, after predicting, how will you introduce your second prediction? Now, introduce, introducing your second prediction means, at the same time, I suppose it's quite probable. 
So these are simply the phrases I want you to tell as well as this. Some people claim that we will probably start to see here. This person has added, I suppose some people claim that it will probably on top of this, I imagine always you need to show particularly the kind of words that you are using here. Okay. And the third prediction is, and who knows, I could even be possible. So possibility, the probability, the could, the might, the uh, anticipation, all these things you need to add for your prediction part. Okay. Okay. Next come to the techniques. If you're adding section uh, three as your main part of your, you're always stuck with the section three part. So you need to add something as techniques, like technique one, paraphrasing. Paraphrase the question. If they are asking you to, no, if they're asking you, for example, the examiner is asking you, what can people do to try and reduce water pollution? So do not uh, start your answers like, uh, to reduce water pollution, this, 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 no. You need to paraphrase it first. What can individual, okay, so what can individuals do to ensure uh, water is kept clean? I think now that he's asking a question, what can people do to try and reduce water pollution, right? So you can, you can start your answers like people, um, people you can, you can replace your word with individual to ensure water is kept clean. Okay, how can events like Olympic improve international relations? Hmm. How can sport bring people from different countries closer together? Like improve international relations means, you know, different countries closer together. So this is the way, please do paraphrasing. Paraphrasing is nothing but restatement of the questions in your own words. You need to explain it. You need to start your answers with your own paraphrasing of the question. Re-speak your topic in your own words, okay? So a good way to extend your answers to respond with a paraphrase of the examiner's question. Paraphrasing is when you repeat the sentence, but with synonyms so that it has same meaning. Okay, fine. Then always try to answer the question why, which is not there, but yes, it is present there and it is in the hidden mode. Always, always in the speaking part, you should remember that there are five W's, why, which, who, when, whom, where, okay. So these are the question and one is also H, how. Always try to extend your answers by adding these W words. And just, I can't pretend yourself that, you're, that you are speaking to a child who knew nothing. And you need to explain how, how, why it is going to happen and why it's happening. For example, what can people do to reduce pollution? I believe that the best way to keep water clean is to curb water use at home. The waste, uh, waste water, okay. The vast majority of water is used in the home for cooking, cleaning and washing. Therefore, by reducing, again, you need to follow Oreo. You need to give opinion. You need to add, add reason. The reason will give you the answer why, okay. So please give your answers always in the why condition. Getting next technique three, give examples. I've given you the things that please students give examples. Examples are very important. Always try to give examples. This seems, this seems an obvious one, but something many students don't do. Of course, I 
can bet that you people are not doing that. But if you are doing that, you're adding length with good examples because good examples will give you a proper connectivity to the thoughts also. If you can't think of one, just make up one. You'll not lose any marks for making the example. In fact, you're gaining marks for giving a well-developed answer. Do not give short answers. Make your answers at length. And do not give so many thoughts. Take one thought, explain it with the example. It, it, it itself give you a good length. A good technique is to use an example from newspaper, article, or racist. Let's have an example. Have the modes of transport people use in your country changed much over the last few decades? Absolutely. They have changed a lot. In the past mode, people used bicycles, but now they predominantly use motorbikes. For example, a recent survey found that 72% of people in Ho Chi Minh City now own a motorbike. So now what I have done, I have concluded this, that absolutely they have changed a lot. Then I have given that in the past mode, most of the people used bicycles, but now they predominantly use motorbikes. And then I now, for example, if I'm thinking that I'm lacking of I'm lacking in my thoughts, I'm just I've just quoted my example here. Okay, like according to a recent survey, it's found that. So I just made the statistic up. It's perfectly acceptable for you to do the same thing I'll speak in this. Okay. Next, make concessions. For example, make concession by that there are limits to our opinion. Sometimes, you know, uh, you don't think that, okay, this is not the way that I think. Just change your thought. Let's have an example. For example, to what extent do you think advertising affects people's shopping habits? Do advertising affects people's shopping habits? Uh, you think, no, it's not like that. So you can say, personally, I don't think that it affects the people way people shop at all. When people need something, they make up their own mind rather than thinking about adverts. However, it must have some influence. However, again, a connector. However, it must have some influence if companies pay lots of money for ads. Okay. So like personally, what is it? It is not like to what extent do you think advertising affects people? So yes, I completely agree. No, it's not. I don't think so. Personally, I don't think so that it affects the people because when people need something to have, they'll directly have by going to the malls and by going to various shops, they just buy the things. So it's, it's not they're completely depending on the advertisements. They are depending on their own cell. Whenever they need, they buy it. Okay. So please just give the, these things also. And give if you're adding example also after this, you're adding you're adding uh, bands to this. Okay. Next exam tip need to follow that. Make good use of modal verbs to frame your ideas and specifically for imaginative part. Will to state your intention in this essay. I'll outline three measures. Emphatic model, emphatic model verbs such as must and should to express a necessity. In my view, society as a whole must bear some of this responsibility. Means must and should means you need to do this. And it's a emphatic, means it's a kind of request or it's a kind of order. Can and could to make suggestions, would to indicate the consequence of implementing a suggestion. This would ensure that young people are continuously representing the halls of power. Okay, so these are the modal verbs, understand the things, understand the uh, various ways of utilizing this. Please students do go read the modal verbs also because these are actually, you know, it finds that it's nothing, but yes, it is everything for the imagination because it makes your imagination power so strong because it is completely a probable part. Okay, next come to the 
Okay. Next, come to the, the particular questions. Like uh, th these are the basic questions. You know, when uh, speakers or the students always find the query with, "What if I have a North American accent? Is that okay?" Just these are the frequently asked questions. Generally, students do not get answers, but I'm here to uh, with the number of questions. Maybe some one or two questions are linked up with your thoughts also, and uh, you will be having the answers. Okay. I have a North American accent. Is that okay? Yes, American English is not penalized in any part of the test, whether it's pronunciation or spelling. But one thing I want to make you clear, students, do not flaunt, do not show off. Be natural. If your examiner is suppose uh, the foreigner and, and you are impressed by the speaking of the person, uh, what's what's your name? And you are giving her, uh, my name is this. Don't go like this because this will uh, this will actually demean the, the the thoughts of yours. They will this will actually hampering the proper fluency of yours because you are not giving it to the in the natural form. Do not copy the examiner's accent. Be you, what you are. Okay. Can I ask my examiner what score he or she will give me? No. This is not like that. You will get this in two weeks. What happens if I disagree with the result I was given? You may ask the IELTS test center to arrange another IELTS examiner to re-evaluate your speaking. This is possible as all interviews are recorded. You may incur an extra expense depending on whether your scores change. So these are FAQs students. If you're having any problem, you can have the questions and these are the FAQs. You can solve your queries by reading these answers. Next, is it better to do a speaking test in my home country or in England, Australia, etc.? Well, in your home country is often thought of the best place for speaking test. However, do keep in mind that all examiners receive exactly the same training around the world, which is moderated by central body. The only justification for why it may be better to do the test in your home country is that you may score high in pronunciation as seen as more subjective. Examiners in your home country are familiar with their accent, whereas those in England may not. So look, uh, for example, like uh, we are in Ahmedabad. Many students like, ma'am, can I give my exam from the other city in Gujarat? I, what actually my thing, my perception is do not give because examiners everywhere, they are seeing, they are going to give you the same judgment. It's not like if you are giving from, uh, you know, uh, town area, you are getting good bands. No, it's not like that. You can give your examination from anywhere. If you're living in Ahmedabad, you're giving your exam from Ahmedabad. Examiners are all the way same. But yes, the question here is about whether you can give outside of the outside of the particular uh, particular country. It's not like try to be uh, in your home. Uh, try to be in your home country. Okay. When describing something from your own culture, you can use a word from your own language. You, yes, you can. But also try and paraphrase in English. My mother likes to make kukusin samini. That's potato patches in English. Okay, like this is the ba basic thing. These are the basic things you need to uh, have the just knowledge about that. Like sometimes if you are adding your way of uh, adding words, but yes, you need to make understand with the examiner also. Okay, this is like this is this thing. Okay, next, last top ten IELTS speaking tips. Try to be very uh, very clear with the grammar structure. Use correct grammar, A and the article and plurals in particular. So always see students, you know, if you are uh, any three, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, you will not get bands if you are all the four things, if are 
if you are not uh, well, if you are not good at all the four, you are not getting men. It's not like that. You have to be very firm, very clear with it, with at least the three assessment criteria. You have to be very clear with it. You should have good grammatical range and accuracy. You should have uh, coherence and fluency and pronunciation. If you have three these three things, you'll be getting seven. Trust me. But if you're adding vocabulary part, you'll be getting eight. So this way it works. Okay. If you if you are okay with the two things, for example, your your fluency and coherence is okay, and uh, you are pronunciation, of course, uh, you are my you are doing just minor mistakes in that. But your uh, fluency, coherence, and your grammar is okay. You'll be getting six easily because it is all about what they are asking you. You are conveying your thoughts to the examiner properly. So here you'll be getting six. But when you are adding something something to your uh, uh, thoughts. For example, now you are adding your vocabs. Now you are adding complex structures. This will help you to raise your bands with the oh, 0.5, then one, then 0.5 again. So adding the things with your uh, score bands. Okay. Next, so grammar must be very good. Clarity. Do not mumble and speak clearly. Do not mumble. Okay. Mm -hmm. no, no, no. You need to speak clearly. You need to speak loudly. Always pay, pay close attention to what you are saying. Do not speak like that only. Think what you're speaking. Are you going in a good form? Are you, uh, you are not distracting from the topic. You're not going off topic. Be clear with your thoughts. Accuracy. Focus on English grammar and precision. Do not try to use new words or phrases you're unsure of. See, many of the students just, they know the word like this is this word. But you should understand that the what is the usage of the word? Are you using it in an appropriate space? Are you using the appropriate position? So accuracy is very important. Self-correct. Always correct yourself. If you know you made a mistake, this is called self-correction. See, self-correction is okay. But if, in every sentence, if you're self-correcting yourself, this is not the way you're getting bands. Good, good bands. Because self-correction means examiner understands that you are not giving you uh, you're not giving yourself a proper judgment of your speaking fluency is not okay then on what basis he will give you bad so please you do can self-correct two three times but not more than that okay and one more thing student i want to take uh, tell you that please uh, understand the type of question they're asking you for example it's not only in the speaking part three it's about the whole speaking if they're asking you to be uh, folk, like what did you do what did you do when you were a child? So this is the particular question that is focusing on the past tense. So past tense, you need to give all your answers in the past. Verbs. What you're doing now. What's your reading habit now? Now means today. You need to give your answers in the present tense. What will be your things in the future? In the future. What do you what do you think uh, where you'll be in in your five years? The whole thing will be going in the future. So always consider the tenses because if you're considering tenses, you are getting clarity of your grammar. So pay close attention to what examiner is asking you, whether he is asking you about the P P F, which P is the past or present or which. Uh, the thing next is F, whether he's asking for you uh, for the future. Okay. Okay. So be confident, be confident and positive, make it personal. 
sometimes if you're not getting the things, sometimes if you're not getting the thoughts, specifically in speaking, go and take the examples personally, make it personal. But in your essay writing, do not go personal. But in speaking, try to go personal. It's very much fine. Make it interesting. Give an example about yourself. Make sure it's an interesting and this will help you see. The proper intonation is also required. If you are uh, giving your answers like monotonous, keep on speaking, speaking, speaking. Without pauses, without chunking, without you know, taking notes of your intonations. This will not work. Give pauses, have smile, have the feeling of giving the answers. If you're finding it good, oh yes, of course. Oh yes, I love this question. In fact, this reason had happened with me. So this is what you're giving your a good loud voice because you're happy to give us. It's not about happy to give us. It's about you're happy of you're having your good thoughts in you. But sometimes if you are not, uh, you're, you are finding that this is, no, I don't think so. So intonation automatically gets down. Okay. So be work on your intonation. The speed, do not go monotonously with the same speed. Work on it, have, uh, have chantings, small pauses, long pauses, small pauses of comma, uh, big pauses of full stop. So make it interesting, okay? Stick to the topic. Always stick uh, yourself to the topic. Do not go off topic. Make sure you're answering only the question talking about. Okay, for example, if I'm saying like, uh, for example, like uh, this has recently happened with me. I was taking the speaking test of one of my students and uh, I, I asked uh, about the basic, basic thing of the introduction, describe, describe your family. And uh, he was describing like, I have five members in my family, uh, my mother, my father, uh, two sisters and I. And uh, one more thing, yes, I, uh, we are born, in, like I am born and brought up in Ahmedabad. And uh, talking about Ahmedabad, Ahmedabad is a beautiful city. He was constantly talking about Ahmedabad. So my question was about the family. It was not about the city. So he has given just two line answers of the uh, family and he has shifted his, uh, himself to the city. So it means he's, he had uh, gone completely off topic. So do not go off topic because if you're going off topic, you're not getting an answer. Talk as much as you can. Don't stop yourself. Don't give long pauses. Don't give long pauses. Sometimes in the cue cards, you you get stop yourself with the lack like you don't have thoughts. Do not keep on talking about the things. Keep on speaking about the things. If you are speaking, you're finding yourself that automatically your brain is working and giving you pushing yourself with the number of thoughts. So this will only comes with the practice okay so all the all these things you need to work on specifically today i have come up with the part three because you know our main aim is not uh, only only for like this is listening this is reading this, we are particularly focusing on intensive part in which you are lacking you are you are uh, having hurdles you are not crossing it every time if you are getting 5.5 or 6 and you want 7 what you need to do, what the examiner is asking you to go ahead with all the things we are working on. Okay, student, I hope this is, uh, this, this whole webinar is, uh, uh, I suppose this will be good for you because it gives an intensive information about every, every thing of the particular part that's called part three. 
we have already done with the part two cue cards in the part one and this was the part three if you have any queries any doubts you can post your queries here in the question answer box i'm here to solve your queries if you have any doubts any other things yes i hope this webinar is quite interesting it was yes it was quite interesting okay one more thing i want to again let you know that we have online tutorials ielts tutorials we have uh, we have promoting this thing that we have good practice test with the ielts online tutorials and there's a discount coupon of fab 20 if you want to pursue with this if you want to have this please avail it because fab 20 is the promo code you'll be getting good discounts on it and moreover you'll be having good uh, practice sessions practice tests we are writing evaluations we have corrections so all these things will help you to understand your uh, your level where you are standing okay so please if you want you can just grab this promo code instantly well, this is a fab offer with the promo code fab20 it's ielts tutorials okay thank you have a nice day and we'll be back again within on next saturday with my upcoming more webinars related to the IELTS, particularly integratively, particular with the particular topics. Okay, do take care of yourself and enjoy. Thank you.